They're willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, today is election, midterm election eve. Eve, right? So we have a lot to talk about with respect to the uh, election and how things are shaping up. The polls are looking pretty good for the Republicans. And we're hearing that it's going to be a red wave. We're hearing that it's going to be a... uh, Red tsunami. So I'll take tsunami. You know, tsunami's bigger than red wave, I think. So, you know, one of the interesting things I heard, and I wanted to play a clip actually of it, but for some reason it didn't record. It was Maria Bartiroma's interview with the Trafalgar guy, right? The guy head of the Trafalgar group. And one of the things he said that I think resonated with me and that, that I thought was very important to mention to you all is that Republicans are under-recorded um, in the polls. And we've, we've heard that a lot, right? We've, we've known that from a statistical perspective, the stat pollsters always seem to weight more Democrats into their polls uh, than they do Republicans. And that's been going on for a long, long time. And although they've always tried to deny it, polls have been very much a tool or instrumental, an instrument, if you will, of suppressing the vote. And no matter how much you would try to tell somebody that, that a, negative, a negative poll hurts your candidate, uh, they always tried to poo-poo that idea, that, like that's not true. Studies and scientists and researchers say that's not true. And of course, we know it is true, and we've always known it was true. Just like I remember back in the 90s when I would talk about media bias, and then out comes Bernie uh, Goldberg's uh, book on media bias, proving the fact. But I would have... 
uh, discussions with my friends, and they would constantly say, no, nah, the media bias. The media is not biased. That's just, you know, because they're not reporting what you want to hear. That's that's why you think it's bias. It's it's your own bias that's causing that bias. But what this guy from Trafalgar said that was kind of, um, you know, a reminder. I I don't want to say it was an uh, eye opener or, or an awakening because I I've thought this before perhaps, but. It was worth mentioning and a reminder that in the wake of the Gestapo FBI, in the wake of Mar-a-Lago, in the wake of January 6th, in the wake of the globalist tyranny or the Ottawa truckers or the um, deplatformation, you know, deplatforming, in the wake of being censored, in the wake of being punished for your views on COVID or on climate, where you get rejected and downright censored, as I am right now on Facebook, I can't post for seven days. Four days ago or three days ago, they said, you can't post. Well, why in the world then would, if, if a, a survey calls you up, why in the world would you admit, admit that you support MAGA? Why in the world would you support admit that you support Trump? Why in the world would you admit that you're even a Republican? With the Gestapo-like tactics and the intolerance of the left, there's no way that you're going to do that. Or there is a way for me, I would do it. But then again, I have a radio show, right? So um, the more listeners, the better. You know, I threw in caution to the wind. I do keep my location somewhat anonymous. I, I've purposely done that. But I will say this. Um, why in the world? So the unintended consequence of all of that Two standards of justice and a corrupt Justice Department and a corrupt IRS like Lois Lerner and a corrupt FBI like Mar-a-Lago and a corrupt uh, institution like the Department of Education or a corrupt Homeland Security like in the open borders and a corrupt White House lying to you all the time about inflation and recession, just lying to you. But every time you go to the store, you can't believe how expensive it is. So when the survey calls up and they say, hey, you are you a Republican? Do you support Donald Trump? Are you going to even answer that? Who's watching? Are you going to be somehow decensored? It's all connected. We all know that the FBI and the CIA are, are working hand in glove with the Facebook, who's laying off thousands of people this week because they stink. I almost used a S-U-C-K word, but they really do, right? S is in Sam, by the way, S-U-C-K. So, no, they are, they absolutely are disgusting. Mark Zuckerberg is a disgusting human being. And even Jack Dorsey's fighting with Elon now, and I'm going to get into that in a bit, and 
We're going to talk about some things, shenanigans that were going on over Twitter. And you know why I got censored and banned on Facebook in the lead up to this election? A, because I'm an influencer. B, you know, I post a lot of stuff on Facebook related to the election. And Facebook is election meddling. And the reason why they banned me on Facebook, you want to know why? Remember that story last week uh, on November 2nd? It was uh, it was that Julia girl, Julia the cook. She's 49 years old. And I think we talked about it on Friday. And, and basically what happened was Julia tweeted out something like, and we read this on the, on the air on Friday. She tweeted something out like, I, you know, it seems like COVID's picking the right people to kill. And she said that like in October 2021. Like COVID, you know, works uh, in in uh, the people that are unvaxxed are going to pay the price and they're all going to, they're going to be the right ones to die. She said something awful like that, right? Just awful. And it was a tweet. So you take a little snapshot of the tweet, right? An image. Boom. Then you juxtapose that with October 2022 or November 2nd, 2022, well, October 28th, 2022, she says she's ill. And on November 2nd, 2022, it says CNN reports that she's dead. So here's a person wishing everybody dies of COVID one year ago. Now, no one knows why this 49-year-old died. Could it have been related to the vaccine? It seems like a lot of people who are getting that vaccine are not doing so well. One study after another, statistics, man, unbelievable. I mean, I read so much. I could I could spend hours on air just talking about the statistics. There is unbelievable data out there now proving this point. And, you know, it's hard for me to even regurgitate to where it would be discernible to you. But just do your own research, and you'll see study after study. So you know the new thing that they're doing on Twitter now? Kathy Griffith, Valerie Bertinelli, two libtards from Hollywood. Um, Valerie Bertinelli didn't get suspended, but guess what? Kathy Griffith did. She's the one that carved out the head of Donald Trump with blood all over it, and she held it up. That was okay for the left. They were okay with the, the beheading. And that was in the wake of ISIS beheading people. You know, that mercenary group that Obama paid for so that they could protect the oil fields. Lindsey Graham supported it. John McCain supported it back in the day when we were financing ISIS to protect the oil fields that were running into Europe and competing with Russian oil and running into South uh, into Africa. That's why we killed Libya. That's why we killed Gaddafi. So... You know, because he was acting like a toll collector. So you get these oil fields that need protection. Where do we get those oil fields, by the way? Oh, we in uh, the Bush dynasty bombed the heck out of Iraq and took over uh, that country and didn't really manage well the oil fields. Or did they? On the black market, they did. But our country got left holding the bag. We foot the bill for the... Uh, U.S. Army to go in and collapse the country. The taxpayers foot that bill, but it was the politicians that got the their palms greased with the oil money. 
didn't they? There was a lot of people that got rich off of that. Ukraine's another laundering center. Taiwan is yet another. You know, that whole thing about Pelosi going over to Taiwan with her son. And then a month later, $2 billion goes out to Taiwan. How much kickback did you get off of that, Nancy? While Paul Pelosi's out there with the Pepe or whatever his name is, the Pape, you know, playing with hammers that vibrate. I mean, I don't know. And the San Francisco Police Department is covering it up. They won't even release a mugshot of this dude. They won't even release a. They won't even release a mugshot of the pape. Not even a mugshot. You know, the uh, district attorney over there, a woke libtard, um, tried to suggest that uh, you know they weren't going to reveal the body cam because they want to preserve the evidence. They want to get this guy. Like they're really tough on crime in San Francisco. All of a sudden, right? When it happens to Nancy Pelosi and she's embarrassed as all get out that her, you know, um, her husband uh, is of a different persuasion, perhaps. Um, You know, it's a sham marriage. It's just a way to launder money. You know, you have a shell husband. Nancy Pelosi has a shell of a husband who's basically pulling the trigger on all the dirty deals that's using inside information that he's getting from Nancy Pelosi. That's that relationship right there in the nutshell. And her whole family's getting rich. You know, the documentary daughter that filmed the J6 uh, thing to try to create this ruse against it. None of it's working, though. It seems like none of it is really and truly working. And they're making fools of themselves. The de- The left is really looking ridiculous they're looking totally ridiculous and they're being exposed for everything that they are and despite all of this you have numbers that are just atrocious for the left there's no way they're going to win unless they rig it and there's been some indications that they're trying to do that people getting arrested in milwaukee for example And elsewhere, I read other stories. But listen to Chuck Todd, libtard Chuck Todd, liberal Chuck Todd, right? Really uber left winger, right? Over on MSNBC, he's uh, on Meet the Press this weekend. And look what he has to say. This is what this is what Chuck Todd has to report. And here's the to me, the number you probably ought to care about the most in this poll, the state of the U.S. economy. 81% tell us they're dissatisfied. This is the second highest number we've ever recorded. The last time it was this high was just before the 2010 election. That's because of Obama. Obama was 2010. They hated Obama. Well, we all did because he was pushing Obamacare. Nancy Pelosi back at the time, she was leading. There was a statistic that said something about Nancy Pelosi saying that she has lost more Um, House seats than any other Speaker of the House in the history of speakers. And they try to tell you how great she is. She's living in hundred million dollar mansion, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of mansions all over the place. She's one of the, she's richer than Midas and she's a civil service worker. And she and her corrupt and criminal husband are criminals. 
Their whole Pelosi family is. There's footage of Pelosi Jr., the son, in Ukraine at not Burisma, but another oil company, and meddling in that about 15 years ago and 10 years ago. And now they're over in Taiwan trying to take advantage of the chip manufacturing and trying to take advantage of exploitation of another war that's going to escalate between China and Taiwan. They, they have zero scruples. That's the sad part. But, you know, they're a joke. They've become a joke. And you know why they've become a joke, the left? Because they don't care about the people. They're out of touch with what's happening. You take Hochul. She's going to lose the Zeldin, hopefully, as governor of New York. Listen to this. This is another MSNBC. They're more liberal than CNN. Listen to Kathy Hochul get a beatdown from the uh, NBC anchor. But I'm going to interrupt you then. Here's the problem. We don't feel safe. You might be working closely with Mayor Adams. You may have spent a whole lot of money, but... I walk into my pharmacy and everything is on lockdown because of shoplifters. I'm not going in the subway. People don't feel safe in this town. So you may have done these things, but right now we're not feeling good. We're worried we could be San Francisco. But I'm going to (laughs) interrupt. San Francisco is used as a descriptor, an adjective. Uh, You take the attorney general over. Okay, so that's crime, right? Take the attorney general, the attorney general over in Michigan, Dana Nessel thinks that putting a drag queen in every school will lift kids up who are having emotional issues. And if you complain about it, if you're a parent that complains about it, guess what? You're going to be listed by the FBI and the Department of Justice as a terrorist, a domestic terrorist. But let's take a listen. Goofy, 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 goofy libtards. Goofy. Let's take a listen. No, it's not a problem. For kids who are seeking a good education? Attorney Attorney General of Michigan. Okay, get your head around that. No, it's not a problem for kids who are seeking a good education. Drag queens. Okay, let me say this. Drag queens, not only are they not hurting our kids, drag queens make everything better. Drag queens are fun. Drag queens are entertainment. Um, And you know what I'll say that was totally not poll tested? I say this, a drag queen for every school. That, that is what would be fun for kids and lift them up when they are having emotional issues. Are you, are you kidding me? Can you believe these words are even uttered out of the mouth of a, an adult? Do these people even care about your kids? No, they're the same people that say your children belong to the state. That's why it was the case that McAuliffe lost to Youngkin. Youngkin being the governor of Virginia. And if it's not DeSantis, it's going to be Youngkin, right? And we're going to get into the whole the sanctimonious thing. That's another big little wrinkle that happened over the weekend. And I have a lot of, I have a comment to say about that. And I'm not sure how people are going to take that one, but that's coming up later in the show. So, That's an interesting dynamic, and I have some interesting things to say about that. All right, here's the Michigan again. Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer claims nursing homes were never required to take patients who had COVID. They just 
weren't. That's a lie, she says. And of course, that could not be further from the truth. Um, Here it says, Whitmer defends placing COVID-19 patients in nursing homes. Okay, so that's a story headline back in real time. But she's trying to defend this thing. And she's lying through her teeth. I also want you to clarify exactly what was the policy when it comes to nursing homes. So nursing homes were never required to take patients who had COVID. They just weren't. That's not true. That's just not true. 45 out of, it says here, 45 out of 50 U.S. governors did not force COVID-19 infected patients into nursing homes, but five of them did. Um, That was uh, Andrew Cuomo uh, from New York, Tom Wolf from PA, Phil Murphy from New Jersey, Gavin Newsom from California, and Gretchen Whitmer from Michigan. She wanted to get into the sweepstakes of that. Um, so, you know, you can't lie, you can't have it both ways. But you take crime in New York, right? Here's an average citizen talking about the uh, guy who was raping runners, girls that run in New York, uh, joggers, uh, raped in the heart of Manhattan. All right. Hero jogger is outraged. There's no space on the planet for people like that. Um, And, you know, shame on the justice system for continuing to allow this person to walk the streets. So get this. I have a friend. uh, She's from Germany. She's uber left. Good friend I've had for many, many years, decades. And... um, Got the PhD. She's uber left. I've talked about her uh, in the past. Um, and she uh, spoke with her yesterday. She told me she voted for Lee Zeldin. First time ever she voted Republican. Ever. Could not believe that. And the issues are clear. Even Rona McDaniel is starting to get the message. But she's going to come up in a different light in, in, later in the show. But let's take a listen to what Rona... Ronan McDaniel had to say on CNN where she was being shouted down by the CNN anchor who didn't want her audience to hear the truth that Ronan McDaniel was speaking in this interview. Let's take a listen. Five days out from an election for the president of the United States to give a speech and not talk about inflation, to actually say it's good, to not talk about gas prices, to say that crime Listen, doesn't I'm not exist. here. I'm not a, I'm so not, they have become crime deniers, inflation I'm not deniers, here. Okay. and education deniers. Five days out from an election yeah. for the President of the United States to give a speech and not talk about inflation, to actually say it's good, to not talk about gas prices, to say that crime Listen, doesn't I'm not exist. here. I'm- crime, inflation, gas prices. Well, gas prices and inflation kind of go hand in hand, but... Inflation, crime, and uh, uh, and and then you got to talk about parenting. You got to talk about parenting as well, right? I mean, that's the that's the other key. Uh, and then Joy Reid basically was upset because um, oh, is this the well? Let me just take a, a lot listen. of money, but. I walk into my pharmacy and everything is unlocked. Oh, that that's uh, that's the crime, right? Okay, so take a listen to this other part of that. And then we're going to talk uh, about, uh, we're going to play the clip from Joy Reid. 
talking about inflation. And that's kind of interesting, too, because she must think that voters are stupid. But I'm going to interrupt you then. Here's the problem. We don't feel safe. Oh, we heard that. Okay, so we did hear that clip already. Um, I I thought uh, I only had that listed once. It's in a list, folks. All right, so no amnesty. They closed your businesses. They closed your schools. They closed your churches. They closed your beaches. They banned parties. Never forget what they've done. They banned funerals. They banned graduation ceremonies. They banned nursing home visitors. They banned hospital visits. They banned dads in the delivery rooms. They banned travel to certain states. They even designated what constitutes a meal. But they allowed protests, they allowed riots, they allowed anarchists to co-op cities, they allowed the storming of police precincts, they allowed the assault of peacekeepers, they allowed uh, multiple funerals for people that fit their agenda, they allowed businesses to be destroyed, they allowed gun stores to be closed, they allowed statutes to be vandal statues to be vandalized they allowed churches to be set on fire they allowed the infringement of our liberty they allowed constitution to be ignored and one of the things that this meme uh that was put out there uh missed they allowed open borders which was the biggest spread of all now here's the joy reed disrespect of all voters um if you think uh you know hillary clinton and joe biden are disrespectful to voters, um, you know, yelling at you and putting you down and stuff like that. Joy Reid, this to me is one of the most insulting things I've ever heard. The only people I ever heard you, hear use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not... She's basically saying like, journalists like me, I'm smart. She's like going to be like one of the dumbest people on on the planet to think... The people don't know the word inflation. The people I ever heard you, hear use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use the, com- the common tongue, right? Not use just common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Most people who would have never used that word ever in their lives are using it now because they've been taught it, including on TV, including in newspapers. They've been taught this word, and they they sort of wrap this word around whatever it is that they really want to vote, you know, the reasons they really want to to vote. It's so dumb. I mean, she's just got to be so dumb. So uh, Crowder, uh, he has this thing. There's a meme using the Crowder thing, but uh, it says allowing businesses to reopen after they were forced to close doesn't count as creating new jobs. Change my mind. Well, because Joe Biden is doing like some sort of a braggadocia victory lap, but you want to talk economy under the Pelosi-Biden spending spree. Okay, the average person has lost 54 days of pay per year to inflation. We're suffering, we're suffering while you sell out us out to add to the $200 million you corruptly accumulated while in office. I'm voting Republican, is what this person says. And inflation remains stubbornly high in September, October. Year over year, changes... A change in the consumer price index for all urban consumers in the U.S. It's it's just skyrocketing. Um, 
where the red line excluding food and energy is 6.6, all items, including food and energy, is 8.2%. So, wow, you know, inflation's real, folks. And Joe Biden is now promising to abolish coal and abolish oil drilling. And he's doing that right before the election where they need to pick up Pennsylvania. I don't know why there's any West Virginian that would vote for Joe Manchin. He's come out talking. He said uh, uh, Joe Biden's removed from reality. He's just saying that because he wants to win West Virginia. I I don't know what the poll is in West Virginia, and I think Manchin's probably going to win handily. How? I have no idea because Trump won that state by 40-something percent. Joe Manchin voted to impeach Trump, and... Um, I just think it's disgusting that West Virginians keep falling into that trap of voting for Manchin. I just don't understand it. Vote for anybody but Manchin. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. And he's got a nice big fat yacht to prove it. Because he is the guy that gets paid for his, his, uh, you know, um, undecided vote. So the other part of the economy is 62.2% is the labor participation. labor Civilian labor force participation rate, seasonally adjusted, 62.2% and still well behind pre-pandemic levels. We're hurting, folks. And every time they inject cash into the economy, that increases demand, doesn't it? When you inject cash into the economy, what does it do? It increases demand because there's spending power. People then take that money and they buy with it. But guess what's not happening? The supply chain's not happening. So where supply stays stagnant and demand increases, you're going to have inflation. So no matter how much the Federal Reserve tries to slow down the economy, and create create a, you know create value to the dollar. Uh, Biden keeps on printing it, whether it's student loan forgiveness, whether it's Ukraine bailouts, or, or billions of dollars going to Ukraine, which ends up in the oligarchs' hands, and they buy boats and they they pay off politicians through their NGOs, and those those politicians like Lindsey Graham and else uh, and Biden crime family spend all kinds of money on luxury cars and houses and, and women and cheap booze and or fancy, expensive booze and all kinds of stuff. Meanwhile, how are these races even close? You got a guy like Fetterman. Again, he doesn't want to talk about what Biden just said about coal and oil. They keep wanting to go back and harbor on this abortion issue which is basically take it up for a vote in your state legislature because that's where it belongs. That's what the Supreme Court said. Vote on it. If you want abortion, um, go ahead and vote on it. But this guy supports infanticide. Fetterman supports infanticide. Are you good with that? Liberals who might be listening, are you good with that? I mean, never mind the fact that the guy doesn't even know what he's saying. Fetterman. Listen to what he's, he gives a speech and he's talking about Roe v. Wade like anybody really even cares. You look at the top 10 issues, abortion's not one of them. 
People are worried about their, their gas prices, their inflation, their food on the table. They're worried about their job. They're worried about automation. They're worried about open borders. They're worried about high crime. They're worried about indoctrination of our children with transgender storytelling. That's what they're worried about. Not abortion. I run on Roe v. Wade. I celebrate the demise of Roe v. Wade. What? What did he say? I, I didn't get that. This is Fetterman. He decides to bring up Roe v. Wade, and then he celebrates the demise. Does he even know what the word demise is? We had a technical issue, and we're going to get right back on that and fix that issue. I think you can hear us now. In any case, this is a socialist asking Greta Thunberg a question. Let's take a listen to this. It's quite disturbing. There is this debate going on in, within the Democratic Party as, 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 as it tries to decide who to run against Donald Trump about whether or not to have a response to climate change that is very bold, that spends a lot of money to do these transformations, and this counter response, which is it's too much, it's too big, um, it's too expensive. Uh, do you have anything to add to these debates about, about just the, in particular the idea that it's kind of too expensive to deal with climate change? I mean, it is, the money is there. If we can save the banks, if, then we can save the world. <laughs> I mean... If we could save the banks, we could save the world. Well, the banks are being used to control people, aren't they? Uh, that's what it is. And then they, the Democrats also engage in this virtue signaling, and they've been doing it for a long time. Um, here's uh, two clips I have. Um, this is one from uh, Rush Limbaugh from 1993. Let's take a listen. I, because I'm wearing these ribbons. I care. So Rush Limbaugh is wearing all these different ribbons on his lapel, right? They, they're supposed to mean something, right? Let's take a listen. More than any of you about anything. <laughs> And these ribbons say so. I want you people sitting at home and you people in the audience, look down at your lapel right now. I want you to do this. Put the camera back on me. Do this. When you look down, what do you see? You don't see anything because you're not wearing any ribbons. It means you're a bigot. It means you're a racist. It means you're a sexist. It means you're a homophobe. It probably means you're a white guy. It probably means you're a European. And you and you alone are responsible for all the ills of America. But I'm not because I'm wearing these ribbons. <laughs> I care more than you. I, because I'm wearing these ribbons. I care more. Well, and isn't that the same? Is isn't that the same as when you're supposed to adopt the narrative on COVID or adopt? Whether you believe it or not, you have to say. You can't say anything that runs counter to the mainstream narrative. It's the same thing. Here, listen to, uh, this is uh, Seinfeld. Back in the 90s. Uh, okay, you're checked in. Yeah, thank you. Here's your AIDS ribbon. Uh, no, thanks. You don't want to wear an AIDS ribbon? Uh, no, no. But you have to wear an AIDS ribbon. I have to? Yes. Yeah, see, that's why I don't want to. But everyone wears the ribbon. You must wear the ribbon. What you are? You're a ribbon bully. Hey, hey you, come back here. Come back here and put this on. Hey, where's your ribbon? Oh, I don't wear them. You don't wear the ribbon? Aren't you against AIDS? 
Yeah, I'm against AIDS. I mean, I'm walking, aren't I? I just don't wear the ribbon. Who do you think you are? Put the ribbon on. Hey, Cedric, Bob, this guy won't wear a ribbon. Who? Who doesn't want to wear the ribbon? <laughs> so, what's it going to be? Are you going to wear the ribbon? No. Oh, never. But I'm wearing the ribbon. He's wearing the ribbon. We are all wearing the ribbon. So why aren't you going to wear the ribbon? This is America. I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear. What are we going to do with him? I huh? guess we're just going to have to teach him to wear the ribbon. <laughs> and that's what's happening in our society right now. Uh, if we don't support, and this is what the scare is about social credit score systems and globalism in general, right? And here is a clip from, uh, well, I'm not going to play this one, actually. This is, uh, this is the left wing. Uh, this is the de- Democrats denying inflation. It's two minutes. Um, it's pretty good, but uh, I'll save that for later in case we, if, if we want it or if we have time for it. But um, I also want to get to the polls because we're right before the election, and I want, to, I want you to listen to this poll pollster here. This is Patrick Bausham, the pollster who correctly predicted Brexit and Trump 2016, says midterm red wave is forming into a full-on red tsunami. Republican victory, especially a large one, is going to reflect what's really a perfect storm. You have... You know, history tells you that a first term president, his midterm, almost always, only a couple of exceptions like George W. Bush in 2002, almost always loses seats, often loses quite a few. That is really reinforced if the president is unpopular. So if a president has an approval rating under 50 percent, we give Biden 40 percent in our final poll. Um, That usually dooms his party in the midterms, that alone. Then you look at all the issues that are really important, most important, the priorities of the voters. And it has been, it is now today what it has been for much of the year, but really with an exclamation mark. It's inflation and the economy, uh, but it's also about crime. And I also say about illegal immigration, also about education. So those are issues that the Republicans are massively favored on, in in no small part by default, because they're the opposition party and they haven't gotten in their own way in terms of those issues. They've let the Democrats, you know, um, uh, commit as many uh, self-inflicted wounds as possible, which might end up being mortal by the time this is all wrapped up. Uh, And the Democrats have focused on an issue abortion, which they in the media thought would turn everything around for them, but it isn't enough of a priority for enough voters Mm. Uh, to, to have made a difference. Um, so you put all that together, you also have what is now, if not an unpopular war in terms of Ukraine, but certainly one that Americans are tuning out, don't, again, don't think is a priority, really never thought it was the priority. You put all that together uh, and you have an environment which is just you know, tailor-made for the opposition party to do well. Uh, and it's it just come together I mean, we have found it, this this sort of environment all along. The question was, was it going to be a small, modest win or would the Republicans do really well? Uh, we always thought it would probably be a red wave. Now, it's, is it a red wave? Is it a red tsunami? Uh, and at the moment, I think it's moving from a red wave to the tsunami stage. 
So that's good to hear. And again, like I say, uh, Republicans are not speaking up in surveys because they're afraid of the Gestapo-like police uh, actions that are going on all all around us. So, you know, that's that's important. Now, I want to switch gears and talk about something really important um, that went on over the weekend. So this was it. This just unbelievable um, that Trump did this. And half the Republican, you know, a lot of people that call themselves MAGA are uh, upset about what Trump said. But they're the usual suspects. They were once never Trumpers, like Will Chamberlain or Cernovich, uh, all of a sudden are really upset by what Trump said. And here it is. Trump at 71, Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%, Mike Pence at 7 Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. So he's talking about Mike Pence and Ron DeSantis. So Ron DeSantis, he calls him Ron DeSanctimonious, right? And that's kind of interesting. But the next day, check this out. People miss this. They're still talking about that. People of Florida are going to reelect the wonderful, the great friend of mine, Marco Rubio, to the United States Senate. Friend of mine, Marco Rubio. And then... Are you going to re-elect Ron DeSantis as your governor of your state? See, he didn't play Ron DeSantis up too much. And you're going to elect an incredible slate of true MAGA warriors to Congress, many of whom are here right now. I think all people of Florida are... All right, so that's kind of interesting, right? So, you know, one of the things that somebody said uh, that I uh, adopted here, I thought it was really uh, good... A good observation is is that um, that Trump uh, Trump basically uh, I was trying to find it here, here right here. What's happening about that? What does that mean to you? Okay, so this was a really good bit of analysis by someone unknown, really, just a person that has very little Twitter followers that. I think I was the only one that liked and retweet their tweet. Um, but uh, it says, what's happening? GOP leader is working with the dirty uh, with the dirty Paul Ryan and cocaine Mitch to use DeSantis to stop President Trump from running again. Hence the desanctimonious nickname last night. And if DeSantis doesn't play, they will go to Virginia Governor Youngkin. That's where I said in the beginning that this was probably going to happen. And um, it's kind of an interesting thing there, you know, when you think about it. So keep in mind this. This is, to me, this is important as well. That, um, that you take a look at the Mar-a-Lago rate. I think there was something else going on that we don't know about. You take a look at the Mar-a-Lago raid. It happened in Florida. And you mean to tell me that Ron DeSantis didn't get a heads up by the FBI? Are you telling me that Ron DeSantis couldn't have texted Donald Trump if they were on the same page? And said, hey, something's going down. I don't know exactly what, but the FBI is going to be raiding your house. I'm sure that the governor has that kind of intel. 
The FBI is just not that smart. They're not the sharpest tools in the shed over at the FBI. In fact, they're downright stupid. And so there's just no way that I'm buying that. So I, I, I think that, uh, you know, people like Cernovich, they're one step away from the Lincoln Project. Will Chamberlain, uh, same thing. Um, I said this, MAGA supporters who once were never Trumpers are predictably siding with Pompeo, Pence, and Pence in their outrage of Trump's desanctimonious remark. Fact is, Mar-a-Lago was raided in Florida without so much as a heads up. The only man standing in DeSantis's way is Donald Trump. So I think that that was a preemptive strike to let the battle lines be drawn. And it's actually a pretty clever move from Trump's perspective because guess what? Do you think DeSantis is going to hit back at Trump right now when he needs every MAGA voter to vote for him on Election Day? So Trump basically just, you know, threw a little slap out there to let him know this is my party and I'm running. How do we know he's running? Well, he told us. He told us he's running. Let's take a listen. And did much better the second time than I did the first, getting millions more votes in 2020 than I got in 2016. And likewise, getting more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country by far. And now, in order to make our country successful and safe and glorious, I will very, very, very probably do it again. Okay? Very, very, very probably. Very, very, very. Oh, that's nice. Well, get ready. That's all I'm telling you. Very soon. Get ready. I think I think that he's he, he rolled out the Trump plane again, and it's looking great, and it's quite good. So let's take a listen to this. Every freedom-loving American needs to understand the time to stand up to this growing left-wing tyranny is right now. If you want to save your rights and liberties, you have to start by dealing a really humiliating rebuke to the radical left in this upcoming election on Tuesday. Every freedom-loving American needs to understand the time to stand up to this growing left-wing tyranny is right now. Yeah, it is right now. And we have to uh, get... A handle on that. Um, also, uh, now you take a listen to Joe Biden. Listen to this, lying through his teeth. Economics that failed us the last 40 years. And I, we just have to keep going, in my view. Look, the bottom line is we made a lot of progress over the When Biden took office, inflation was 1.4% and gas prices were at 239 a gallon. Today, inflation is at 8.2%. Gas prices are 379 a gallon. That's pretty much all you need to know. But it gets worse for Biden. Biden just went to California and announced he will be shutting down coal plants all across America. Do you hear that, PA? 
So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. Wind and solar can't get the job done, son. All right, let's take a listen to oil drilling. That's coal. Now let's talk about oil. No more drilling. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. No, I... That was before I was president. We're trying to work on that, get that done. That last question was about <laughs> drilling in offshore in Mexico and things like that. The, the, the reason why he's so confident about no drilling is because the Biden crime family is invested in Freeport McMorrin, who is uh, they took billions of dollars and invested free into Freeport McMorrin, an Arizona based mining company that got uh, mining rights in the Congo and Africa to m- mine for cobalt, a slave labor trade that's that's invested heavily invested by the Biden crime family using Chinese money. Then they invested in Emirex. Emirex was a battery manufacturer. So not only did they have the supply chain of cobalt under wraps, lining the pockets of the Biden crime family, but they also are, have the battery manufacturers themselves. And guess what? If they could put oil out of business and penalize you for using oil, that just enriches them through their electric business. That's the sad truth of it all. That's the sad truth. So, you know, that we're, we're nearing the end of our show, and I, I want to just um, say that everybody needs to get out there and vote tomorrow. It's a big election. The poll numbers are looking great across the board. Uh, there was this really great uh, um, uh, Carrie Lake uh, clip Oh, man, I I wanted to play it. I had it queued up, but we had some technical issues today, so I apologize for that. But in any case, I want everybody to also support our gold uh, uh, endorsement, our our gold advertiser. It's Genesis Gold. It allows you to move your IRA mutual fund index funds, uh, your IRA funds, to gold and silver, which is skyrocketing right now, and a good investment. So... I encourage everybody to use gold and silver for that. And um, also, I don't think we're going to have a uh, exit when we leave when we leave the show today because we had technical issues. But be sure to dial 1-800-385-4653. That's 1-800-385-4653. Uh, if you want to make a really good gold investment, we endorse that company, Genesis Gold. Also, use, uh, please visit Tactical Civics. And if you go over to MyPillow.com, use Red State as your promo code. And also, be sure to check out MAGAPAC how, and f- learn how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again each and every day. MAGAPAC.org. If you can, make a donation. It's what really helps us do this show each and every day. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.